Imagine a book without conflict. The hero wakes up and her life is perfect. She turns and kisses her amazing girlfriend that she loves and who loves her back. Then she goes to her job where everything is great. Everyone gets along. She's paid really well. She's got great benefits, etc., etc. After work, she has a delicious meal and goes home to read and sleep with her fabulous girlfriend. The end. That sounds boring, right? Whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, the key to making your book interesting and getting people to want to keep reading it is adding tension and conflict. And this episode is going to help you do just that. Welcome to School for Writers, where we help you ditch that starving, tortured artist cliche and thrive. No more struggling over whether your story is good enough or wondering if your voice deserves to be heard. It's time to step into the power of telling your story to the world. I'm your host, Lauren Marie Fleming, and I am a book-obsessed, queer, fat, witchy, divinely loud woman. And I know what it's like to have society tell you to sit down and shut up. But I'm here to tell you that you've been silenced for far too long. School for Writers was created to help you push through doubt and fear so you can stop procrastinating and start writing. Because the world needs your story now more than ever. Welcome to School for Writers. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the School for Writers podcast. Today, we are leaning into our drama queen tendencies to discuss the importance of tension and conflict. But first, before we get into the core of this episode, I want to tell you that we have a whole mini course on plotting for you that includes even more tips and tools on how to create tension and conflict and how to put this tension and conflict you're learning about into your book's plot. You can get that at schoolforwriters.com slash plotting a book. That mini course breaks down the three main plot structures that we see in books and gives you a worksheet and lots of support and lots of classroom material to help you plot your book on your own, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, we have support for both. I also personally use it in my marketing as my own brand. So if you want to build a business and a brand for yourself as a writer, understanding plot structure is actually really great to marketing yourself and telling your own stories. So no matter who you are as a writer, you need to know plot. And that's why I put together a plotting course just for you. Grab it at schoolforwriters.com slash plotting a book. That's schoolforwriters.com slash plotting a book. And of course, that link, it's down in your show notes. Okay, so let's talk about conflict and tension. Now, this might come as a shock, but I was kind of a drama queen in high school. I know, shocking, right? When I got bored, I'd start trouble. In fact, I still kind of do that. But back then, it was worse. I'd make up some fake emergency to get out of class, or I'd amplify relationship issues with myself or my friends just to stir things up. Or I'd even just straight up lie and make up stories because the truth was dull and unexciting. What got me in trouble back then actually makes me a great writer now. When my dog sits at home and does nothing, he will destroy the house. When animals at the zoo don't have enough stimulation, they start to harm themselves for something to do. When things go too well in humans' lives, we start wars, both literally and emotionally, with the people around us. And when readers are bored, they put down your book and stop reading. 
That's the power of a lack of tension and conflict. We like to think we want a life where everything goes great, but actually we as humans, we are always looking for tension and conflict, which is why you as a writer need to add tension and conflict to your book, because that's how we keep things exciting. Look at bestsellers and they are defined by the rise and fall of their action, the rise and fall of the tension and conflict. In fact, in that plotting course I was telling you about, I break down the bestsellers and how they rise and fall conflict and tension and how that actually makes it so they become bestsellers. Adding tension and conflict isn't just about getting on the bestseller list. It's about engaging your reader in the most possible way that you can to have the biggest impact on their lives that you can. If you ever can't put a book down, whatever the topic of the book, I've read books that I couldn't stand the topic, but I couldn't stop reading. That's because the author understood the importance of tension and conflict. So then what the heck is tension and conflict? Let's start by defining them. I like to think of it like this. Tension is unsaid issues, simmering feelings, or an idea that something is going to happen. Romance, thrillers, and murder mysteries are great at building tension. Whereas conflict is a little bit more outright, it's an obvious struggle that the protagonist or story lead is having. War novels, social justice books, and self-help are all great at showing conflict. I remember one of my old writing classes, I can't remember which one, once described it as this. Tension is being afraid for something, and conflict is being afraid of something. Put another way, tension is when your reader is afraid something might happen in the future to the character. And conflict is when your reader is afraid of what is happening right now to your main character. And when I use character in this story, I can intertwine that with fiction and nonfiction. Nonfiction has characters too. The different people whose stories you're telling throughout self-help, your story through memoir, prescriptive nonfiction has stories in it. So whatever character it is, it doesn't have to be fiction. Oftentimes when I use character, people only think of fiction, but characters are in all kinds of books. And whatever kind of book you're writing, you need to have both tension and conflict. They need to work hand in hand to make your book interesting and keep your reader engaged. Now that you have that general idea of what tension and conflict are, we're going to delve deeper into each one. I'm going to start with tension because in both literature and in life, tension often comes before conflict. At its core, tension is the building of a series of intense emotions in anticipation of something that might happen. Okay, that was a lot, so let's break it down. I'm gonna say it one more time and then we'll break it down. At its core, tension is building a series of intense emotions in anticipation of something that might happen. Building, meaning consciously adding in. A series, meaning more than one. Of intense emotions, meaning high stake feelings in anticipation of something that might happen, meaning it's not happening right now and might not even happen at all, but we're still worried about it. So again, that's building a series of intense emotions in anticipation of something that might happen. That's tension. You know who is great at tension? Who is just like really amazing at tension? Romance authors. Romance is all about tension. Even though by definition, the genre requires that your characters end up together in the end. 
there is so much worry and emotions and buildup that happens when you read a really good romance novel, wondering if they're going to get together and overcome this tension between them to finally get together and find love, or at the very least, lust. This is one of the reasons why I tell all authors, whether you're fiction or nonfiction, whatever you're trying to do with story, I tell them to read romance because romance authors get tension. And if you can learn to build that kind of tension, you can also write books that your audience can't put down. This is why the average reader in America reads about two books a year, where the average romance reader reads about a hundred because they feed off of that tension and conflict. Even if you aren't writing a romance, relationship tension is one of the most powerful and impactful ways to engage a reader's emotion. Mostly because we all face unspoken issues in our lives with lovers, family members, friends, colleagues, all kinds of relationships around us always have tension. If you wanna build some tension in your book and get people to keep reading, try hinting at a future conflict or an unspoken issue, even a good issue between two characters that will hook your reader every time. Another great way to add tension is the ticking time bomb effect. In action movies, that can be a literal bomb that's about to go off, but it also plays out in different ways and it can look like scarcity. Someone is about to run out of money unless their business turns around ASAP. A parent only has a few more weeks before their kid goes off to college and they don't know what their life is gonna be like with an empty nest. Someone is sitting in an office waiting for a doctor to come in with their lab results. That asteroid, it's about to come and hit Earth and we don't know what's gonna happen. That is that ticking time bomb effect. That is that scarcity of time, money, energy, or emotions. Building scarcity or leading up to something that could possibly be cataclysmic is a great way to keep your reader engaged. Another fabulous way to build tension and something that I see in so many different genres is self-doubt. Will the character overcome their insecurities in time to make that big, huge, life-changing shift happen? Or will they refuse the call and stay stuck in their boring old ways? And how will they fight with themselves while they're trying to make that decision? The greatest tension you can build, whether you're writing fiction, nonfiction, prescriptive self-help, whether you're out there as a marketer trying to tell a story with your brand, or you're just a human living your everyday life and wanting to include story as a part of it, the best tension, the best stories play on the emotions that we feel in our own lives. Drama between friends, the buildup of falling in love with someone, the fear that you'll run out of money or time, the worry about whether you are good enough, those things that keep you up at night, that give you stomach ulcers, that make you lose sleep, those are also the things that keep your readers or your listeners hooked. So don't be afraid to lean into the universal humanity of high-stake emotions. High-stake emotions are what makes us human. They're what interacts us with other people. They're what gives us life. So don't be afraid to lean into them. And the best books, 
find a way to combine those three types of tension, internal self-doubt, ticking time bomb, and relationship issues. Man, you have that combo together. You have a Da Vinci Code. You have a Fifty Shades of Grey. You have a Jurassic Park. These are all those big, giant novels that everybody reads. Or you have the Cheryl Strayed's Wild memoir. You have the prescriptive nonfiction books that change people's lives. They build those three types of tension together and boom, audiences can't put them down. So if you want help figuring out how to put those into your plot, how to build that tension in, don't forget about that plotting course that we have at schoolforwriters.com slash plotting a book. We have all of that information to help you do that. Okay, once you have your tension or tensions built, now you have to add conflict to it. In literature, conflict is characterized by a struggle between two opposing forces. It's a disagreement or an incompatibility between a character and something else. Like other characters, society at large, natural forces, technology, or even an internal part of themselves. Conflicts look like good versus evil, us versus them, Gryffindors versus Slytherins, vampires versus werewolves, queer people versus homophobia, people of color versus white supremacy, you versus your boss you hate, someone having to pee versus accident on the freeway. The list goes on and on. Conflict can be external fighting or internal battle, but it's obvious and out in the open, at least to the reader. Sometimes the character doesn't quite know, sometimes people in the character doesn't quite know, but the reader is understanding that conflict, and you as the writer need to understand that conflict as well. Conflict kind of has four to five main categories, depending on how you break it down. It's person versus person, person versus society, person versus nature, person versus technology, and person versus self. And often, like tension, it looks like a combination of those two forces against one person. So they can have multiple conflicts coming at them at once. One thing I love about conflict is it's not subtle, which means it's easier to create than tension. If your book is lacking conflict, all you have to do is pit your character up against something or someone. When I feel like my book is boring, or when one of my clients comes to me and says, my book is boring, or my story brand is boring, the story I'm telling on stage is boring, I ask them, where's the conflict? I say, where can we create a villain or a nemesis or an antagonist? Someone or something for the character to fight against and the audience to root against this thing and for the character. It's easy to think of this when you're thinking Marvel, you know, or DC Comics, but it doesn't always have to be a Lex Luthor to your Superman. It can be things like climate change, social justice, family dynamics. It can be as simple as a traffic jam. It can be as complex as self-doubt. It's anything that stands between your character and their biggest desire. It's an obstacle they have to overcome to get to where they want to be. And if you build up enough tension, that conflict will pull at all of the emotions in your character and make your reader feel them as well. For help figuring that out, plotting that all out, remember to check out that plotting course at schoolforwriters.com slash plotting a book. Okay, to recap what you've learned about tension and conflict, tension is building a series of intense emotions in anticipation of something that might happen. There are three main types of tension in literature relational or interpersonal, scarcity or ticking time bomb, and self-doubt or internal struggle. Conflict, on the other hand, is a struggle between two opposing forces. 
It can look like person versus person, person versus society, person versus nature, person versus technology, or person versus self. And it often looks like a combination of two or more of them. Well, that's it. That is tension and conflict. The next time your book feels boring to you, or you feel like the story your brand is telling is boring, or maybe you're giving a speech and it feels really boring, or you're posted on social media, next time your story is flat and boring, no matter what it is, ask yourself, how can I add tension and conflict to it? And if you want help implementing all of this into your book, check out our course on plotting at schoolforwriters.com slash plotting a book. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen and follow and subscribe. It really helps us build up the podcast so we can provide you even more support. Okay. Happy being drama queens, y'all. I love tension and conflict. So I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I do. Go be your most dramatic tension-filled selves. I'll see you in the next episode. This week's book recommendation here on the School for Writers podcast is Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows by Bali Kaur Jaswal. And this book, talk about tension and conflict. This book has it all. It has interpersonal tension. It has social justice tension. It has community tension. And it has romantic and sexual tension. It's a beautiful story about a woman who goes and starts teaching creative writing classes to Punjabi widows, and they want to talk sex. They want to write erotic novels. They want to write erotic stories. And she had all these preconceived notions about what these older widows would want to do and write in their creative writing classes. She thought she was just teaching them English and how to write in English. And instead, she's helping open up a whole world to them and seeing their world open up to her. And there's a lot of really amazing social justice aspects to it as well. It is a beautiful book. I loved reading it so much that I listened to it on audiobook as well. It's beautifully narrated. In fact, I would highly suggest it on audiobook if you're an audiobook person because the narration is just so beautiful. And there's a lot of words in here that aren't in my native tongue. And it was great hearing somebody speak them in their native tongue and to tell the stories from the perspective of somebody who is a part of that community. So I just, oh. I loved erotic stories for Punjabi widows. I think that it gave me insight into a community I'm not a part of. It pulled at my emotions. It made me rethink how I think of older women and widows. And it really gave me an insight into the universality of love and lust. And I just, I just loved it. If you want to grab yourself a copy of this, do so by using the bookshop.org link in our show notes and in our bios on social media, it allows you to support a local independent bookstore and support the School for Writers podcast. And if you're a huge audiobook fan, like I am, or you wanna just give audiobooks a try, this is a great first audiobook to try, and you can grab a copy of it through the libro.fm link that we have in our show notes and in our bios on social media. Not only does that allow you to support a local independent bookstore as well, not using that giant name place that we don't even talk about on the podcast, support an independent bookstore instead, it also gets the link that we have to Libro.fm also gets you a free audiobook and us a free audiobook so I can keep giving the book recommendations to you all. So go grab yourself a copy of Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows by Bali Kaur Jaswal, either using our bookshop.org link in the bio or the libro.org link in our bio as well. And all of that is down in your show notes. 
Have a wonderful time reading and enjoy this book. And if you loved it as much as I loved it, PM me, DM me on Instagram at Lauren Marie Fleming or at School for Writers. I want to know if you love this book as much as I did. Go off and happy reading. You just finished another episode of the School for Writers podcast. Woohoo! Go you! Did you know that we're more than just a podcast? School for Writers is a full service support team helping you to get your story out into the world. Here are three ways you can get even more writerly inspiration and education. Number one, subscribe. It's so easy. All you gotta do is click that little subscribe button down below wherever you listen or watch the School for Writers podcast. That not only guarantees that you don't miss another episode, but it also helps support our continuation of this show. Number two, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest at School for Writers. Every day we post helpful tips and tools like journaling prompts, reading recommendations, and live interviews with inspiring experts. Number three, visit schoolforwriters.com where you can check out past episodes, join a writing program, and get even more tips, tools, and inspiration to support your writing life. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our Write More Challenge, a 10-day program to help you jumpstart your writing routine. Thanks again for supporting School for Writers. We'll see you next episode. School for Writers is produced by me, Lauren Marie Fleming, with editing and support from Samantha Olivares. All rights reserved by Las Maestras LLC. Our music is De Lejos by Ilabamba. Check them out on Spotify. Big thanks to the team at Terrorbird and big thanks to Kristen Hozak. And of course, a massive thank you to you, the listener. Now put down this podcast already and go write. I'll see you in the next episode.